Welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia and Old Time Radio Podcast. It's October, and just like every year at the podcast, that means this month's episodes all have a Halloween flavor, with stories of ghosts, ghouls, and other horrors. To wrap up the month, we're offering the 1932 radio serial of Frankenstein. This series, starring George Edward, was designed to capitalize on the Frankenstein mania caused by the Universal film. It is told in 13 episodes, and we'll be airing an episode every day leading up to Halloween. You can also find the earlier episodes in our podcast feed. We hope you've been enjoying these pulp-inspired stories from the days of old-time radio, brought to you by Brick Pickle Pulps. The best way to support the podcast and make sure we can keep bringing you the classic entertainment is to shop through our store or purchase our books from Amazon or other bookstores. You can find a link to all of our books and our entire online store at brickpicklemedia.com. And remember, if you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show. present George Edwards in Frankenstein. The good ship Voyager was held fast in the northern ice pack. The captain and crew were astonished when a stranger came staggering across the ice and asked for shelter. This stranger was Baron Victor Frankenstein. He was placed in the captain's cabin and then he commenced to tell his story. Shortly afterwards, however, a ghastly laugh was heard outside the cabin door. Frankenstein weakly attempted to get out of bed, but the captain pushed him back and called to the first officer to come to his aid. Captain Walton, you are condemning your first officer to death. A monster is out there, a blood-crazed, conscienceless beast. Oh, let me go. You are weak and ill. You can do nothing, Baron Frankenstein. Did you bring a pistol? Yes, Is there anyone out there now? Very well. I shall unlock the door. Now come in. What did you see? Tell us what happened. I heard the captain calling and I dashed down the companionway. Then out of the darkness, a huge figure seemed to leap at me. I was knocked aside. When I arose, there was no sign of anyone. Dashed up on deck again. There was no one there. Man on watch reports that he saw nothing. The monster was here. You are lucky to be alive. I believe your story now, friend Frankenstein. I created that monster, and I must live until I kill him. That is my sole task on this earth. What I created, so I will destroy. What do you mean? It is a strange story, Mr. Boyce. The Baron Frankenstein is too exhausted to talk anymore tonight. Pray remain in the bunk bed. I must try to get to sleep. I must recover my strength. I must have strength enough to kill the monster. You shall have every care and attention here. I will place a man on guard outside your door. I do not think the monster will return tonight. The storm has become worse. The blizzard is raging now be difficult for anyone to live out there. Let us trust that this 
monster perishes in the storm. I am to be called if any sign is seen of him. In the meanwhile, let me sleep. Then on tomorrow, if I feel refreshed, I will tell all my story, Captain Walton. Very well, Baron Frankenstein. Mr. Boyd, you will go up on deck now, and you will arrange for two men to stand guard outside this door. I will share your cabin with you tonight. Aye, aye, sir. I bid you good night, Baron Frankenstein. We will meet on the morrow. Captain, I, I, I feel much better. Was there any sign of the monster during the night? Nothing was seen. Please be seated. I know that you are interested in my story and you are puzzled by these strange happenings. I am extremely puzzled. Well, I told you that after I left the university, my father built a laboratory near our house. Each day I used to spend hours in this laboratory working with my servant, Julio. Day after day, I read and studied so that my great experiment would be a success. Sometimes by night, Julio and I would visit graveyards to exhume freshly buried bodies. I was going to make a man, and the creature of my making was to be beautiful. I slaved and labored, neglecting my family and my friends, neglecting my fiancée, Elizabeth. It so happened that... At that time, my greatest friend, Ernst Claval, came to stay at our home. He had been at the university with me, and he had a vague inkling as to the nature of my experiment. However, I had become sullen and morose. I shunned my friend, and as my experiment neared completion, well, I became possessed by a strange, tense excitement. Imagine me... In my laboratory, late one afternoon, Captain Walton, I glanced out of the window and saw that the sky was dark and overcast. My servant, Julio, stood by my side. Now and again, he would glance over at the great bench on which lay a huge inanimate figure swathed around with yards of bandages. I walked over to where the figure lay. Julio followed me. Julio, I have news for you. I think that tonight uh, we'll see the end of our work. Do you mean that the figure will come to life tonight, my master? I hope so. If the threatened thunderstorm takes place, there will be sufficient electricity to bring light to this inanimate mass. Look at it, Julio. At present, it is a lifeless mass shaped in the form of a man. For months, we have worked over it. Tonight, if the storm breaks... We shall raise this figure to the top of the tower in the laboratory, and there it will stay for one hour while the thunder crashes and the lightning flashes. Then we shall lower the body onto this bench once again. The wrappings will be taken off, and who knows? I may have created a man. Think of it, Julio. My work will be rewarded. I am afraid, Master. We should not do this. Fool, why are you afraid? I am about to make a name for myself. I will be the greatest man in the world because I have created another in my own likeness. 
Throughout the centuries, men have tried to do this, but I will succeed. I know it. You may not be meant to succeed. Who is there? It is Sarah here. May I come in, Victor? Yes. All right, Julio. Unlock the door. I wondered if I might watch you at work. Ernst, uh, the time is right now for you to share my secrets. My experiments are almost at an end. I suspect the nature of your experiments, Victor. And I almost dread to ask if my suspicions are correct. Look on this bench. Tell me what you see, Ernst. A huge, inanimate figure swathed around with bandages. My creation. Tonight, this figure shall have life, Victor. You must not do it. Man is not meant to do that. Or you are like Julio. He is also afraid. I want to speak with you privately. Bid Julio be gone. You may go, Julio. But be here tonight at 7 o'clock. We shall wait for the storm to break. The clouds are... Banking up now. I will obey you, my master. Victor, your life is bound up in this strange experiment, which I do not think for one moment will succeed. But might I point out that you are in love with a very beautiful and charming girl. You are neglecting her, and she feels this neglect keenly. Cleval, my friend... I know that I have been neglecting Elizabeth, but she will be proud of me, proud to marry me. I will be hailed as the greatest scientist the world has ever known. I beg of you to desist in this experiment. Do not try to bring life to this body tonight. Destroy what you have already done. Then marry Elizabeth and go away somewhere for a long holiday. You do not look well, my friend. Oh, I have been working too hard. But you ask too much of me, Ernst. I cannot give up my life's work. Do you love your work more than you do, Elizabeth? No, I'm... I love Elizabeth very dearly. But I must do something with my life. I have always wanted to be a great scientist. My discovery will revolutionize the world. It will be possible to make men. Do you not understand? It is not possible. Experiments like this are not meant to succeed. You are usurping the right of God. Ernst, you are my best friend. You cannot seriously ask me to give up this work. I am going to ask you to be here in this laboratory with me tonight to watch as I unbind the bandages from this figure and to know that my experiment has succeeded. Very well, Victor. Since you insist. But I do think you should take Elizabeth into your confidence. Let her come here tonight. Oh, she will be afraid. We will all be afraid. But without wishing to dampen your ardor, let me assure you that I do not think this experiment will succeed. Uh, we shall see. Well, come with me now. Speak to Elizabeth. Tell her that you have been neglecting her and ask her to be present tonight. I will do that. We will go and seek out Elizabeth now. Well, Captain, I sought out my fiancée. I told her the truth. At first she was horrified, but gradually she became interested and she consented to be present in the laboratory that night. After dinner, the storm developed rapidly. The thunder roared and there were great streaks of forked lightning. Together, Elizabeth Ernst and myself went to the laboratory. There we found Julio awaiting us. And I led the way to the bench on which lay the inanimate figure. When we reached the bench... Well, my friends, I feel that you are about to witness one of the most extraordinary things in the annals of the world's history. Before you, you see a great inanimate figure entirely covered in bandages. By means of pulleys, 
Julio and I will raise that figure to the top of the tower. Well, it will remain for an hour. Then we will lower it, and I think the figure will have life. No, you cannot do it, Victor. You must not. I am afraid. Elizabeth, you said you had confidence in me. Will you promise me this, Victor? If the experiment is a failure, will you marry me and let us go away together? Never attempt to do this again. It is madness. I promise that if the experiment is a failure, I will discontinue all attempts. Now, does that satisfy you, Elizabeth? It does. Oh, do not worry, Elizabeth. I feel sure that this experiment cannot succeed. You hope it does not succeed, Ernst, but we shall see. The storm is at its height now. Come, Julio. Help me to place the body on the lift. Now, careful. Roll it over. Victor, I beg of you, do not do it. Hi, please. Now, Julio, pull the ropes and I will assist you. See, my friend, the body is going up to the tower. There it will be exposed to the full fury of the storm. Watch. The lightning frightens me. But this is a dreadful storm. The body is in place now. It will remain there for an hour. We must be patient. We will wait here. And in an hour's time, I will lower the body, unwrap the bandages, and perhaps I will have clear. Please proceed, Baron Frankenstein. Tell me what happened. I can tell you no more today, Captain. I am weary now, and the memory of the past upsets me. Please be patient. I will be patient. I will leave you to rest now, but I will return later, anxious to hear the remainder of your story. <laughs> <laughs> 